0: Hello, it's me, Ben Pavlo, host of the Raising Yourself Up podcast, and I wanted to take a minute to let you know that I have a new book that was just released. It's called The Young Adult Starter Kit, 12 Steps to Being a Better Person. It's available now on Amazon, and I also still have my Self-Help for At-Risk Teens book. So go ahead and please check them both out and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Self-Help for At-Risk Teens podcast. I'm Ben Pavlo, author, entrepreneur, certified life coach, and self-help enthusiast, bringing you tips, techniques, and strategies on how you can overcome the odds and live the life of your dreams. You can find related resources along with free access to four of the most influential personal development books ever written by going to www.theselfhelpcompany.com Now let's start the show. Hello, it's me, Ben, and I want to welcome you to the show. Today is September 16th, 2020. I'm coming to you from just outside of Raleigh, North Carolina, here in the United States. I would like to welcome the listeners from all around the world. According to the stats on my website, it shows that we've had some listeners from Europe visit the show recently. So I want to welcome you and thank you for tuning in. So today has been a pretty historic day in the podcasting world. In case you weren't aware of it, Amazon has been working behind the scenes to launch a podcast uh, feature to their Amazon Music. And today they officially launched it. So anyone who has Amazon Prime also has access to Amazon Music as just part of the Prime services. So in case you didn't and know if you're a prime subscriber you have access to amazon music but now you actually also have access to amazon podcasts so you can find this show the self-help for at-risk teens podcast on amazon you can also find it on all the other major platforms and so you could subscribe there. I just updated my website today on the podcast page with all of the different links to everywhere you can find the show. I was also doing some other updates on the website today. I was fully filling in the writing tools page. So in my book, I made a promise that I would provide all the writing resources that I personally have used to learn how to write my book, the tools I use to write the book, including the different uh, Microsoft Word and Grammarly and the different editing softwares, as well as the platforms that I intend to publish on, which I already have most of my accounts set up. My book is in the final, final stages of formatting. And I'll be self-publishing the book here within the next week or two. And I put on the writing tools page on the selfhelpcompany.com all of the places I'm self-publishing and where you can self-publish your own work. It includes five, no, actually seven now places you can self-publish your own writing. So without any big publishing house, anything you write, if you feel it's good enough to publish, you can go ahead and do so through these platforms. I've also included links to the cover designer who is doing my book, as well as the company who is formatting my book. So I'm doing my best to provide you everything I can to help you also be able to write a book if you choose to. I included links to all the different books I've read, that have helped me get to where I am right now, ready to push publish here very soon. So I want to thank all the authors and all the Facebook groups and everyone else who has provided insight and knowledge and wisdom. It's been, it's been amazing how open people are in the writing community with sharing their knowledge and information. So thank you to everyone who has helped me along the way. And so with that said, I would like to just continue to pass that knowledge along to you and the resources, because when I first got started on this journey of wanting to write the book and knowing I was going to have to self-publish it, all I knew of was Amazon. I knew you could publish on Amazon, didn't exactly know how it worked, but I knew you could do it. And since then, I've become aware of so many other places you can publish and to put yourself out there around the world, there are so many opportunities. So I won't get into that right now. That's probably going to be a whole nother show, but just wanted to fill you in on what I've been working on. Today's topic is going to be from chapter four of the Self-Help for At-Risk Teens book, and it is going to cover understanding grief and loss. I've had a lot of first-hand experience with grief and loss in my life. Everything from losing jobs to losing family members and friends and losing social groups and everything in between. And that's one of the main points I want to make here is that although most people first think of grief and loss associated with death. There's really so many other ways that you have grief and loss in your life, which come from many other things that most people just don't think of that way. When it comes to occupational loss, if somebody loses a job, that sometimes can really hurt. It can, especially if someone who has been working at a company for a really long time. Now, if you're young and you haven't worked anywhere that long, you may not have had this personal experience, but you may have seen maybe a parent or someone else who was laid off or fired unexpectedly and they're just traumatized. They're paralyzed by the fact that they now don't have a job. They don't have an income coming in. They're worried. They're stressed. They're mad. They're having all this full range of emotions and it's normal. The thing is, you have to understand that if it's happening to you personally, there is going to be a lot of different things that are going to go through your mind. You're going to experience seven stages of grief, and I'm going to actually go through them here in a minute, but you got to understand that there are ways to get through this. If you have experienced loss of a job personally, instead of sitting around and dwelling on it, you just need to get out there and find a new opportunity. You got to look at it as that was a learning experience, and you're going to learn from it, and you're going to find something better. You have to be positive. You can't sit there and dwell on what wasn't and what was when it's in the past. If you can't get that job back, just move on from it. And instead of going into your room and just shutting everything down and hiding from the world, being depressed, you just have to lift yourself up, grab the newspaper, go on the internet and find another job. Maybe you'll find something better. You'll be able to find something that maybe pays more, might have better hours. You have to just think that their grass is greener on the other side and there are better opportunities out there. So don't let yourself get real downed out. Yes, of course, it's going to hurt at first, but just don't make it worse by dwelling on it. So if you have had this experience yourself, find somebody to talk to, someone to express your emotions and your thoughts, someone that you can trust and that will listen to you because getting it off your chest will be really helpful. Always, you always want to express your grief outwardly. You don't want to bottle it up. So right off the bat, regardless of what type of loss you have in your life, you want to talk it out. You don't want to sit there and bottle it up. And the same goes for other people in your life, whether it be your parent or your friend. When they go through a significant loss, especially if it's like a job situation, they're frustrated. They're angry. They need someone to vent to. So you need to be a shoulder for them, you know, and a sounding board for them to express their frustrations and get it out of their system. Because most times, once you get it out of your system, you feel much better. Moving on from occupational loss, there's also social loss. This is when you may have lost connection with a social group or a specific sports team or whatever it is where you're involved in social activities or social settings and you lose that for whatever reason. If you're on the football team and you know, you're good friends, but for some reason you get cut from the team, you're going to feel some kind of grief and you're going to feel a sense of loss from not having this in your life no more. So you have to find new ways to keep yourself busy, new positive ways to express that emotion, get it off your chest, but then find something else to redirect your energy into. You don't want to sit around and dwell on it. But of course, it's natural to feel that sense of loss. If you lose connection to a significant group of friends and you don't feel anything, then maybe you don't have empathy or you know some of the other emotions that are pretty normal to have. So if you're really what they call cold hearted, that's something totally different. That's a different topic. But when you when you feel emotion, that means you're human. That means that, you do have a heart and you do care about yourself and you care about people because if you didn't care you wouldn't feel that way so whether it be a social group like a football team or it's just friends in general where say for example when you're young and you your parents whoever you live with might have to move and relocate where you live to a new town maybe a new city maybe a new state or a new country and it's for a job or maybe it's for to get closer to family members these adults think long and hard about a big move like this. And you got to understand that there's a good reason for it unfortunately, you may have to pack up and move and leave all your friends behind. And this in itself will be devastating to you. You might feel like this is unfair. You might feel like, you know, this isn't right. And they didn't think about you when they did this. But you got to understand that this may have been necessary. And instead of dwelling on it, when the adult in your life makes a decision like this and you have to move, you have to think positive and think, well, I still have my friends. I just can't see them all the time. Because nowadays with social networking and self- Phones and other things like that, you can see people through your cameras, through your videos, through video phones, and you can keep in touch through all kinds of ways. But you also got to think now you have an opportunity to make new friends. You could keep your old friends, even though you're not as close physically to them, but now you have an opportunity to get new friends as well. It might take a little bit of time when you first get settled in a new place, but you have to get out there and do it. You can't sit around and dwell on it because you feel like you lost all your friends, but in reality you didn't lose them. They're still there. You just don't see them as often in person. So the grief you're feeling is normal, but you can't let it paralyze you. You have to find a way to move forward and grow through it and understand that life goes on. You're going to meet new people. Your old friends are still there. You can keep in touch with them, but you have to get out and make new friends too. You're not going to be, you know, cheating on your old friends by finding new ones. Don't feel like that. You just have to understand it. Do what's best for you to keep your spirits up. Find just that one new friend that you can relate to and hang out with at your new house, and you'll lose a lot of the weight that you're carrying around and grief and things like that. Now, moving on to physical loss. Of course, this is the one that hurts the most. It's when someone that you care about, whether it's a friend or a family member, unfortunately passes away. And when someone passes away like this, especially if it's a sudden thing and they're not you had no warning signs that it was going to happen it could be devastating Now, if someone's sick for a long time and you kind of know that they're not doing well, you can start to mentally prepare yourself for this. But when it happens suddenly, it's really, really shocking. And you have to understand that this loss, this grief you're feeling is normal. It may hurt, but it is normal. Grief in itself is like the natural process of experiencing internal pain when when you lose something or someone you love. But The mourning is how you express it on the outside and you have to express it. You can't bottle it up. You have to find someone to talk to. Even if you don't have a close friend or family member to talk to, maybe you might have to seek out some kind of a therapy or some kind of a counseling because it's normal and there's nothing to be ashamed of for you to have these feelings. And there are seven stages of grief and I won't get into too much detail about them, but I'll tell you what they are you may recognize some of these signs if you're experiencing this kind of grief or loss in your life. So stage number one is shock or disbelief. Stage two is denial. Then you have bargaining. Then stage four is guilt. Stage five is anger. Stage six is depression. And then stage seven is acceptance or hope. So if you're experiencing any of them, that's where you are in the grieving process. So when it first happens, you're at stage one. And as you progress, you'll get to the point where you can accept what has happened and you have to have hope and faith and know that, you know, things will get better. You'll never fully get over the loss, but you can start to feel better by living in a way that maybe would honor this person. You know, live with a purpose to help you feel like you still have a sense of purpose where you're living in the memory of your friend or family member. And you can do this in many ways. You can start a charity or you could just simply fulfill their dreams. If you knew of something that they always wanted to do, or a place they always wanted to go maybe you can go and visit that place or you can go and accomplish that goal for them take a picture with you and really just think about them all the time and i said you could start a charity if if it's something where somebody was sick from a specific illness this is often when people uh, start a charity to help raise awareness for that so that you can prevent other people from having to go through this. You could start doing all kinds of things to create awareness and help others through this because you know how hurtful and painful it is. What you can do is try to find other people that might be going through it and there's groups that are related to almost every type of thing out there, whether it be Mothers Against Drunk Drivers, whether it be another similar situation where Whatever the illness is, if it's a cancer-related death, there's groups for everything. So you find other people who are going through the same thing you're going through so that you got somebody who can relate to what you're going through. And when you find other people who are going through the same thing, you'll feel better. You'll have someone to talk to who might really actually understand you because if you just talk to a random person about it who has not had that experience, they might say they know what you're going through, but they're just trying to be nice or say what they think is right. But at the end of the day, they really don't know if they haven't had that personal experience. So I would definitely recommend that you seek out a group or people or a person who has had the similar experience so you can someone to talk to you can relate to. Seek a counselor, group therapy, whatever it takes to get you over the hump, to accept this and, and to have hope and to have faith and to be able to move on with your life in a positive way instead of just bottling everything up and dwelling on the situation. So you have to help yourself heal by doing positive things and thinking positive. It's very important that you learn to laugh again and that you really start to like get back to your true self because when you're laughing, it's hard to think negative or be sad. And when it comes to losing a specific person, like I said, I've had this experience too many times. Having lost both my parents when I was young and having lost in the course of my life well over 100 people, friends, family members, and acquaintances who have passed away, I've personally attended over 50 funerals it's never good. At first, it hurts, no matter who it is. Even if you're not super close to them, when it happens, it it hurts. Everybody goes through this. It's natural to go through these stages, but it's important to keep moving through them and don't get stuck at one place, you know. So, if you're angry and you just stay angry, you know, that's not healthy. So, continue to grow through the situation and learn to laugh again. Express your grief outwardly and don't hold grudges could be a situation where you may be blaming someone else for something that happened to someone else or whatever it is. Don't hold grudges. Grudges don't hurt the other person. They really only make you feel worse and they distract you and they cause you stress and other things like that. So you If you're experiencing stress from the situation, again, find ways to let it out. This goes back to what we talked about in the anger chapter. You have to find positive ways to express this anger. You cannot keep it inside of you, but you have to get it out in a positive way or you can get yourself in trouble. Hopefully, this episode was helpful for you. Again, it's somewhat of an overview of what I cover in chapter four of my new book, and I really want to continue to move through the book. Chapter by chapter, like I said, I would. But as I told you at the beginning of last episode, I'm having surgery in less than a week on my sinuses, and I'm pushing to get as much work done as I can because I have to be laid up for at least one to two weeks minimum in my recovery after my surgery. And Friday, I have to go get a COVID 19 test because it's standard protocol with the surgery center that I be tested for COVID first. So this will be my second time taking a COVID 19 test, and it should be negative because I I haven't been outside, but um, like I said, I'm gonna have the surgery next Tuesday, so I'm working hard on the website and finishing up the book stuff, and I want to continue to move through this. But I might have a little bit of a break where I can't do the audio, and I don't know how I'm gonna be able to talk and really get into it with a nose pack full of gauze. So uh, just to keep you up to date and let you know what's going on, but I'll continue to do blog posts and other things that I can do with just typing, where I don't have to get all animated with the talking and the videos and stuff like that. So. Just follow me on my blog and social media and things like that. Don't forget to go to the selfhelpcompany.com and join the email list so I can keep you up to date on everything that I'm doing. So you're all in one place. So thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate you listening today. I hope this was helpful and I look forward to continuing to provide you with quality, helpful content in the next days, weeks, years, months, and just forever in a day. So I'm committing myself to helping you through all the things that I've learned and experienced myself. So thanks again. I appreciate you being here with me. Subscribe to the show. Subscribe to my blog. I would love to continue to help you any way I possibly can. So have yourself a great day. I look forward to talking to you in the very next show.